Drunk Dish contains adult language that may not be appropriate for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. So, hello and welcome to Drunk Dish, where three delicious dishes explore food history and get pickled in the process. This is episode 51, where we will be talking about bees in honey, which is one of my favorite topics because I'm a fucking weirdo. And anyways, I'm Melissa. <laughs> I am Kate. And I'm Amy. You did it. Congratulations. Um, Yay, we win. <laughs> so this episode, we have a very special guest that I'm excited about, Andrew Gerza. He is a disability awareness consultant and the host of Disability After Dark. So welcome, Andrew. We're so happy to see you. Hello. Um, so nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So Andrew, tell us a, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Uh, I'm a disability awareness <laughs> consultant. So I produce content pretty much around the lived experience of being a, a full-time power wheelchair user, being disabled, um, being queer and disabled. I talk a lot about sexuality and disability because no one talks about that. I'm running a sex toy company called Handy, all about all about creating the first line of sex toys for people with hand limitations. Um, I run an award-nominated podcast called Disability After Dark, all about disability stories and sexuality and a whole bunch of other stuff. And uh, yeah, that's what I do. That's awesome. How, like, yeah. That's amazing. First of all, question. How do you like have time to sleep? Like doing all of those? <laughs> what is What is Coming from you, that. Amy, that's rich. <laughs> true. It's true. That's awesome, though. That's that's very, very cool. We're happy oh, to have you today. It's been it's such a pleasure. Yeah. Andrew has really taught me just a lot about the world in general from listening um, to his podcast and following him on social media and the stuff and and kind of like opening my eyes to stuff that I would have never thought of. Um, I mean, we all kind of know that at some point, every single one of us probably in our lives is going to be disabled at some point. Um, but I think you might that even it, be disabled now and you don't even know it yet. So maybe who, who knows? I mean, who knows? I think this group has their share of, you know, minor <laughs> disabilities. Um, but I think that it's super important to have that voice out there because you're right. You don't hear about it at all. And I love it. And I love the sex positivity and just all of that. I think it's awesome. So I'm super psyched that you're on the show today. So thank you. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Awesome. All right. So now that we introduced oh, we ourselves. we might have lost Melissa. Oh, did no. you lose me? No. Oh, You're fine. <laughs> so now oh, that we've introduced our my internet, <laughs> every every episode, Kate likes to ask us one food related question. So, Kate, what is our question? Okay, so the question for today is: Do you use honey, um, like as a condiment, uh, a topping, a sweetener, on the regular? Like, is that something that is a, a big part of your flavor pro profile? Um, or not <laughs> no. pretty simple pretty straightforward yeah okay um, i don't so i do always have honey in the house and i do use it like if i i make tea every now and then certain tea i'll use it to sweeten that but overall i don't really like the flavor of honey yeah same like wow. the, um, when i was a kid everybody would get those honey sticks 
And I would always want one because all the other kids had them. And then I would get it. And then I would be like, this is disgusting. I don't want to put this in my mouth. <laughs> I wish this tasted have, like maybe. Go ahead. Go ahead, Andrew. I have a qualifying question about this honey for a minute. Okay. Yes. What exactly am I licking it off of? Oh, <laughs> well, well. <laughs> um, I, I think as a condiment could be, you know, whatever it is Anything. that you feel like Anything. you need to yeah. put in you your mouth. It, would you use it to make something more delicious that you're about to put right. in your mouth? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, like yeah. like you would use whipped cream, maybe we'll say. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, yeah, in in that vein, but also like like uh, like. Melissa was saying, you know, when you were a kid, you had the honey sticks. When I was a kid, my mom made us tea all the time and yeah. put honey in it by default. So if I don't have tea with honey, something's wrong. <laughs> so that, so I think that that's really interesting. Uh, Amy, what, what was your, so what were you I, doing? yeah, I use honey like on everything, like to, like I use honey in baking a lot. I use <laughs> I use honey a lot for like toppings. I personally hate the texture. You guys know I eat like yeah. a five-year-old. I hate the texture. I have texture things. <laughs> I have a texture thing, right? So I hate the texture of honey. Like it makes me want to immediately throw up. But if it's mixed into something or if mm -hmm. it's like a drizzle or it's been baked into something or like that, I love the flavor of it. But I hate the texture of it. How do you feel about the texture of peanut butter? I love peanut butter. Yeah, peanut me butter too. can do no wrong. The texture of peanut butter is my favorite. I agree with you. The texture of honey is weird. The yeah. texture of peanut butter is the best thing that I've ever put in my mouth. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I have. We have a friend um, that has bees, and they make honey. They like. Wait, what? Yeah, I did didn't not know, know this. this. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. local honey. There, it's a Rhode Island local, but yeah, 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 yeah. So oh. they have, and they've had bees. They have, they're in basically Providence, but they are able to have um, bees and hives and the whole thing. Yeah. And I think it's fascinating. And we get like this killer honey every year, and I never use it. And I just <laughs> always feel so terrible because I'm just, I'm like, I, I do like, good breakfast tea with honey and lemon is like a when i don't feel well like the best uh elixir you know just to make you mm -hmm. feel Tonic. so much better yeah, yeah yeah for sure yeah, yeah. um but i wonder whether it's a um amy did your parents use honey like when you were growing up no, no. okay because like, my I household wouldn't... was was like had it was like a no honey household okay okay i don't know why yeah, I, I wondered if it was like a, you know, taste buds, Andrew, if your mom, you know, if you've always had honey in tea, whether it's just something that kind of you grew up with. And yeah. so that was the flavor like, profile. You know, honey, honey, honey and honey and jam sandwiches. And like, we yeah. had I do, honey, I do honey and, honey and peanut stuff. butter. Honey and peanut butter sandwiches are really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Honey, honey and peanut butter on... Um, and banana on um, yeah. graham crackers was a, was a thing that I think mm. my my grandmother maybe used to dig. I don't know now that now that you're saying that, and that's I'm like, hmm. That, right. like, I, that's that sounds like both. That sounds like a very conflicting like 
dish or snack for me because I love the, all of those flavors, but I hate the texture of peanut butter. <laughs> I mean, not peanut butter. I hate the texture of bananas and I hate the texture of honey. <laughs> how do but you peanut butter and graham crackers? Challenge. I love the texture of those. But peanut so, butter and banana together. You, how do you? Those two things have to go together. How does your brain not? Yeah, yeah. I, I have to slice the banana really thin so it's like. I don't sense the texture. I also make a, a one of those Elvis Presley sandwiches, like a fried peanut butter sandwich, and I put banana slices in it. It's really good. That sounds delicious. So you're okay it's if the banana good. is fried, but if it's just a banana, you're like, no? No, the banana isn't fried. It's just in the middle of warm, gooey peanut butter, and it so, has to be sliced really oh, thin. Okay. I was going to say it loses its texture because the banana is basically disintegrating because you're, yes. you're such a weirdo. I know. <laughs> That's why you love me, though. Oh no, one hundred percent. It's true. I love, I love anyone that shows up to uh, having tacos for the first time with their own bag of unseasoned <laughs> cooked chicken breast. Because before I knew anything about spices, Melissa. <laughs> and you oh, will to never be white in down. New Hampshire. I, w- um, I know. I'm like, what do you expect? <laughs> no, it's just funny. But yeah, I mean. I think we use um, – I use maple syrup war- way more as a natural sweetener in, like, yeah. baking or when we make granola, we use maple syrup, not necessarily honey. But I always have honey in the house. And like I said, uh, I make big batches of iced tea, like fruity herbal tea, and mm-hmm. I'll use honey to sweeten that. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise – when in our drink tonight, I use honey. Yeah. Well, when my when my husband and I started dating, uh, I clearly remember we were just having this conversation this afternoon because I remember going through the um, drive through at Burger King and him getting chicken nuggets and asking for honey. Because he wanted honey yeah, to dip his chicken. Yeah, so is that good. a thing? Yeah, so that apparently yeah, was a thing that I didn't know about. No, no. <laughs> a warm chicken nugget and some cold honey. It's for yeah. some reason the greatest. It's so good. I mean, he, I can't eat nuggets anymore because my belly would rebel against me and the world would end. <laughs> but when I could, it was great. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he doesn't eat them anymore. I think that they no longer have honey. Uh, as a as a and condiment it wasn't, there, it wasn't like real honey though either. It, it was, was like thin. Well, I don't yeah, know. It was like sugar in in water was, with some right. stuff in there. Yeah, yeah it was like a honey, honey flavor. Syrup. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it had. I, I don't know. Something I could get behind. Yeah, yeah. He was fake <laughs> honey. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Excellent. Well, it's good. Good to know. It's good. Uh, yeah, it was a great question. Insight. Um, so, Melissa, speaking of what we are drinking tonight, what are we drinking tonight? So we, well, I am drinking um, something called an all spice and everything nice, which we'll kind of get into. But essentially, this is kind of like a whiskey sour. Um, it is two ounces of bourbon. Uh, it, the actual recipe calls for three quarter ounces of fresh lemon juice. But anybody that joined our live stream or listened to our last episode knows I've basically developed an allergy to lemon. Um, So I actually tried a weird mixture this time of vinegar and vermouth. So (laughs) we'll see how that goes. But traditionally, it should have three quarter ounce of fresh lemon juice in it, which I'm sure is delicious. Um, A half ounce of honey syrup, which we'll talk about. A quarter ounce of allspice dram two dashes of orange bitters, and then an optional garnish of cinnamon stick and whole cloves. And again, um, here it is. It's very much a, uh, a sour where you just, you know, throw everything in the mixing tin, shake it up, pour it into a glass over fresh ice. Boom. You've got your drink. Nice and simple, easy. 
is it does it have you had a hot toddy before like does it kind of taste like a hot toddy i assume it would but i don't like i not i'm not a huge fan of hot alcoholic beverages Mm. i'll drink irish coffee but hot toddies i don't know there's just something about hot rum that i don't like um but this is this could be also considered a variation on a toddy if you made this hot you'd essentially have a hot toddy um and then coffee yeah. I feel that way about coffee. I like cold coffee and not hot coffee. Same. Me too. Same. Same. Drink like fraps every day of my life. Any any time, any season. I'm like, yep, a frap, please. And they're like, Andrew, it's <laughs> minus 25 below. What do you? Yes. Why do you? I don't care. I'm like, I yeah. don't care. They're the best. It's the best. Give me, give me that iced, iced uh, caramel macchiato, please. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I agree that in, in most cases, I will take an iced coffee beverage over warm, except in the case that warm is more convenient. So, like, we make coffee every morning, <laughs> and it's hot coffee. If I want to make, like, we have a machine that makes iced coffee, but, like, it's a whole extra thing Does to do just one cup. The whole day starts off with a drink you don't really want. Every day? Oh no, I want it. I just yeah. if if I had an iced coffee readily available, I would choose that. But I still like hot coffee. But I, I don't know. Have a co- did have also had iced coffee today in the afternoon, and that was heavenly. Yeah, I don't I don't have a coffee maker, so I don't think I like iced coffee. It needs to be a frap, or it doesn't taste right. I don't like the idea of well, just cold grounded coffee, and that feels weird. Put, like sweetener and stuff in it. So you want you want your coffee like dessert? Yeah, I want a dessert. Yeah. Amy, I yeah. don't think Amy even drinks coffee, mm-hmm. but if she did, she would drink. Yeah, coffee. I if I did drink coffee, it would be ninety percent hot chocolate with like a splash. <laughs> yeah, that is that is coffee. basically and when then... I drink a when I drink a hot, when I drink a hot yes. coffee, it's basically hot chocolate with a little bit of coffee in there. Like, all right, yeah, that works. <laughs> yeah. I can get behind that. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing wrong Um, with any of that. (laughs) So this also, like I said, has a honey syrup in it. So you make that just like you would make a regular simple syrup. It is one to one. So if you do half a cup of honey, you do half a cup of water. Just heat that in a small pot, dissolve all the honey, um, and then let it cool. And then obviously mix it into your drinks, put it in a bottle, what have you. Um, You really have to do that with honey and cocktails because as soon as honey hits cold especially ice it seizes right up and it just won't really integrate into the cocktail so you want to make like a syrup that is can you know dissolve and whatnot um and then so this is actually so this drink itself doesn't really have any history (laughs) because this is a variation on another drink called the lion's tail cocktail um this uh, the lion's tail uses lime juice instead of lemon and uses a regular two to one sugar syrup, um, and it also uh, uses Angostura bitters instead of orange bitters. Um, and I will take orange bitters over Angostura bitters like any day of the week. Um, so I like that. So because it's a variation, this one doesn't really have any history, but I do have a short history about the lion's tail cocktail because shock, it's probably a prohibition cocktail. No. What? and shock the history might be a little bit murky um so the lion's tail uh first appeared in the cafe royale cocktail book in 1937 like i said we don't actually know exactly who created the cocktail but is believed to have been invented by an american bartender who moved to london during prohibition so he basically like fled prohibition which makes it sound like prohibition was a lot worse than it (laughs) he had to flee the country but well uh, 
he went to livelihood was taken away yeah that's true I don't blame them. <laughs> so um, the Cafe Royal Cocktail Book in 1937 claims invention of the drink, but they actually think that it was probably stolen from this unnamed American bartender. And the reason they think that is because the term twisting the lion's tail. <laughs> Amy. <laughs> is this now an ASMR podcast? What's... Uh, it's so loud. <laughs> I I muted my microphone. I don't. I I have a sneaking suspicious suspicion you're not using your microphone. Damn it! <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. Right, we're gonna take a quick break. No, we I'm in, not. I mean, Seventeen minutes in. I should have said that you sounded echoey and weird. Yeah, I was gonna say you do sound echoey and weird, but I was like, I don't know. But maybe yeah, I'm like, like well, I maybe that's just what it. she sounds like. Yeah, <laughs> friggin' equipment. Like, Mine did the same out. thing. Mine was trying to use my webcam mic, which yeah, apparently doesn't exist because you guys couldn't hear me. Okay, oh, okay, I'm on the right microphone thing. now. Yeah, you right. sound yeah. great yeah. now. Yeah. 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 Can you hear me pouring my whole bottle of blood? You sound like the wine. You sound like the wine and crown girls with that pour. That's what that sounds like. I will take that as the we highest. We will always take that as a compliment. Oh my god! Any comparison to those guys, we will take. I'm recording with them again on in two days, and I am so excited! Are you? I can't wait. Oh my gosh, yeah. we Jealous. do love them. Yeah, that is exciting. Mm -hmm. That's actually how I heard about Andrew and his work was uh, an episode of Wine and Crime, and I was like, "Oh, who's who's this gentleman?" And went and looked him up online, and now we're here. And now we're the here. world turns. That was a beautiful story, <laughs> Melissa. It Thanks. was. I, I so going little, back, going back to this cocktail, the reason they think it was invented by America an American is because twisting the lion's tail was specifically American slang expression that was used to provoke the British. Um, oh yeah, I assume because of the lion on the flag thing. Mm -hmm. um, the, the flag, flag thing. thing, you know, that, <laughs> you know, superficial thing. Uh, this thing. slang emer <laughs> emerged during a period of American Anglophobia between the world wars. Um, so then it basically disappeared for a while. And then in 2009, the cocktail appeared in Ted Haig's Vintage Spirits and Forgotten Cocktails, which gave the cocktail a new life in the States. It can now um, be found on menus coast to coast and has also spawned hundreds of variations like the one that I am drinking tonight. Nice. Nice. That's it. And it is delicious. It would be better with lemon juice. Mm. But it is very good. It reminds me a lot of a Manhattan, which y'all know I love. Mm. Um, but yeah. if it had the lemon juice in it, it, it wouldn't be very Manhattan-y at all. It would be a whole different animal. That would be much more delicious. <laughs> we think I can't have strawberries now either. So no, no, not strawberries. Oh. Slowly by slowly, all of all of the like natural food items. Yeah. Can't I mean, eat. it's 2021. Oh, no. If the worst thing that's happening to me is I can't have lemon limes and strawberries, then, mm. you know, praise whoever is in charge because that's not mm. that bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pasta monster like, as long as I don't become allergic to alcohol. That would. Yeah. That would be rough. Knock so, on, I'm knocking on particle board. All, right all the all the wood we can find, all which is none because we yeah. live in prefab homes. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. Um, so uh, that's all I have. So Amy, yeah, tell us about bees and honey. Do you guys know that Melissa means honeybee? I did not know that. That's why I have. Really? That's why I have a honeybee tattoo. That's cool. Because that my cousin, cool. my cousin, my cousin calls me honeybee. Aww. So I love them. Place so down the road has cute. has beehives or bee houses, beehives. beehives. I, I, think I have a confession. I don't love them. 
You I don't, mean, are you allergic? No, because when I being a wheelchair user when I was a kid, they would want to chase me and I couldn't run away. <laughs> so, oh, no. And I have spastic CP, which means when everyone was like, just be still, Andrew, don't move. I was like, yeah, oh, right. Yeah. This thing is going to see me. So. <laughs> thing. Yeah, no, that's not fun. I was terrified of bees when I was a kid because I was told I was allergic to them. Um, and I just mean, found out last year I'm not. <laughs> I respect them, but I yes. don't want them near me. And I hate the thing that they do where they like buzz in your ear as you're trying to like do a thing. They go right for Fair. your ear hole. And you're like, great, this is a horrible <laughs> sound. I don't like this yeah. at all. Fair, yeah. fair. What about bumblebees? No, nope. bumblebees. Oh my god, uh, fat and sidebar. Yeah, sidebar about bumblebees, which I think are the cutest things because they should not be able to fly and they're amazing. But I had when I was a kid, one flew in my mouth. Oh, what? It, what? I was on, yeah, I was on the on a swing set in my backyard, and a bumblebee literally flew in my mouth. I closed my mouth instinctively, and but then I was like, there's a bee in my mouth, and I opened my mouth, and it, it flew out. Flew back, hit me in the face, and then just flew away. Oh, <laughs> it was furry just... in my mouth. <laughs> oh, God. And that's oh, why, no. to this day, that's why, to this day, I make my do husband you, shave. Do you remember that scene from Winnie the Pooh where a bee goes yes. in Pooh's mouth? That's literally yeah, that all was I me. Can think of right. That's oh, all I can think of Me right as now. a tiny that's... six-year-old child on the swing, which is. Oh, I no. still love them, though. I think they're adorable. I want to pet them. But I understand the respect for the bees. They can be scary. Yes. So, Amy. Oh, yeah. Tell us about how we use them for our own gain. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's it's wild. I'm going to be talking because there's, like, so much information about the history of bees and honey and their use in agriculture and all that. So, I'm going to be mostly just talking about, like, like honey's cultural significance mm -hmm. there's a whole like there's a whole nother podcast episode that we could do about always oh, like, bees and agriculture and like there's so much so okay. i didn't want to just talk the whole time <laughs> like i tend to so <laughs> that's I, what I you're here some, for i know yeah. i did some editing i do have one i do have one uh sidebar in my notes can you sidebar yourself sidebar. no yeah that doesn't no <laughs> No, I can do anything I want. No, I can sign that's, just, that's true. She is an independent woman. She can do oh, yeah. anything. That's All right. Just Let's parentheses. Go. Yeah, that's okay, just parentheses. So... <laughs> oh boy. Or <laughs> italics. Yeah. So we've been using honey for like all sorts of different things forever. Like there's like it it predates the written language. Like the yeah. earliest mention of honey as actually written in fucking cuneiform, which is the like the first written language known to man. Pronounce that like word again. Cuneiform. Is that how you pronounce it? That's how what I is pronounce it? it. But I mean, I you're asking Amy how to no. pronounce something. <laughs> no, but I'm asking Amy how to pronounce like a like a real thing thing, not like canape. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? How is canopy canopy not a real thing? I just, I mean, like a history thing, like a real like history thing. Yeah, like that's I, not. I think you're probably right, <laughs> but I. <laughs> Guys, I have They're a very low tolerance right now. I've already had a bottle of wine. <laughs> you got. <laughs> uh, so, I don't even know what word she said. What did you say? Cuneiform. What is that? Cuneiform. It's it's a written language that looks like it's all the letter Y. Look it up. Okay. Google it. Bring up. Bring oh up the yeah. Image. I've seen it on like hieroglyphic <laughs> oh, stuff. 
Yeah. Oh, did you yeah. upload? Did you upload did a picture of it to the drive? Of that would have been in hindsight. That would have been a great idea, <laughs> but I didn't do that. So. Oh, so I'm going to the drive for no reason because you didn't do your job. I put pictures in the drive, but I didn't put a Dick. picture of cuneiform because cuneiform is the first written language known to man. And I wrongly assumed we would all know you, how to you plebes would know what it is. Form. <laughs> it, when I start to type it in, it's asking if I want to write xenophobia. <laughs> no. It's like it looks like you were intentionally misspelling a, a word that is not in English. Are you? <laughs> This is my favorite uh, guest podcast in a while because I haven't had to say a word. I just had to watch the thing. <laughs> this is, I mean, this is pretty great. It's just I mean, be us arguing with each other about how I, I, I found something called caniformia, which is a suborder <laughs> no. within the order carnivora, consisting of dog like no. carnivorans. No, C U N E I. What? C U N E. Okay. I F O R M. There it is. Yeah, yeah, I would have not pronounced it that way. I don't that's, know if that's how I've heard it pronounced, but I I literally mispronounce everything. So, Kaneaform. Kaneaform. I'm hitting the little thing online that says oh, how to pronounce thing. it. Okay. Okay. Kaneaform. That's that's. I learned something today. 2021, man. <laughs> so good. Google's Technology. an amazing thing. Okay, sorry, we're way off track. That's fine. There, there was so, a track we were on. <laughs> we have an outline. <laughs> uh, we're trying. We're on our best behavior for our guest. All right. Let's bring yeah. it together. So um, behavior. So, so these documents and tablets, like it was inscribed in its cuneiform, not cuneiform, cuneiform. Okay, cool. In uh, both uh, Sumeria and Babylon. Um, it was included in sacred texts in India, in Egypt. So, like, honey is mentioned. As soon as people could write, people started writing about honey. Like, it was that big of a fucking deal. Um, so, it's a naturally sweet substance. It's produced by honeybees, as we should hopefully know. Tell us tell us how they produce it, just real quick, Amy. I just want to make sure everybody knows what it is. <laughs> so, honeybees take nectar from plants. <laughs> I have in my notes secretions, and anytime I say secretions, I giggle like a schoolgirl. Because it's, it's a it's a yeah, it's a fun word. Uh, listen, if listen, if that secretion tasted like honey, I would be <laughs> oh, things would be so much better. Not that I, I won't do it. Not that I won't do it with its current taste. However, <laughs> if it tasted like honey, I'd be all over it. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> so these secretions. From living parts of plants, mm -hmm. um, the bees come around along. They take that. They also mm -hmm. take the pollen too. They need both. They provide different aspects of the bees' diet. But the bees go back to the hive where the queen is, to the colony, and then they turn that. They store it for food for later. And the process of storing it dehydrates it, and that's what turns it into honey. Right. But so, and then the pollen is they, used for protein. They consume it, right? And then yes. And then they yes. throw it back up, essentially. Yeah. A lot of so, animals throw up their food. No, this, no then... this is what I'm saying. I want everybody to know that honey is bee vomit. Yes. That's what you're eating. I just yes. want to make sure everybody's clear. That makes, yes. me, never want, that makes me never want to have honey again. <laughs> but it's also food. They also, it's kind of like how birds, right, regurgitate to feed their baby birds because don't right. bees also feed on that? Yes. Well, the bee, so bees feed the baby bees the pollen. 
because that's oh, okay. more protein rich so they need it for their development and then the nectar turns to honey is something that like the adult bees consume nice. who so. here keeps hearing licking up my baby bumblebee in their head right now because that's oh my god <laughs> that's in that's all i can think in my head is that song <laughs> Not until actually, now, so thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I, actually, I actually had the uh, the song from this is really embarrassing, and I apologize. Uh, from Greece, too. Uh, that's uh, all about oh. um, yeah, reproduction is so good, but yeah, that's I haven't how, that's what I've I have. seen Greece too once, and it was oh, probably twenty five years ago. So oh boy, yeah, it's a that's a whole thing right there. But that's was a, it that's a, a, was it during a school trip when the school had nothing else to show you, so they pull out Greece too because that's what no, I watch I don't, it. I don't think so Your no that wasn't one of them too. we watched selena in Here's spanish class about though teenage angst and sex watch this <laughs> yeah learn. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was like summer camp we were in some school and I, it might not even have been mine but we were in some like public school in my town and we watched greece too and i remember being like 12 being like this is not i don't shouldn't be right watching i it. don't this makes me feel uncomfortable. Well, that, uh, one of our rides when we were on a bus for a long time, it was like a nice bus with TVs, and they they played Adam. They played Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison. Oh no! And I was like, and I mean, I was like, okay, like I've seen these, but also school. Yeah. <laughs> and this, okay. I feel like it must have just been what the bus person had. It was yeah. so they were just like put it on. No, they were probably like, he's from New Hampshire. We should all watch New Hampshire guy stuff. Mm. <laughs> I had I had one of his teachers. Mm. The one that he wrote yeah. a song about killing. Oh, no. I had her. Oh, she no. kicked me out of class many times because she was a bitch. So well, then, <laughs> what you're saying was, is Adam Sandler was justified. I mean, I, I don't she, think he's justified this, much. I hope this teacher is listening right now and is like... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, be we dead for all I know. Appreciation week, so we love you, teachers. Oh, so how I many? Love most said, of my teachers, she how, was a bitch. How many degrees of separation are you from Adam Sandler? Then, like twenty-five. Well, wouldn't that be like one? One, yeah, yeah. Because wow. I had his teacher, not just to... his teacher, but a teacher who wrote a song about killing. Yeah, I used to frame <laughs> stuff for his mom. Does that make him a douche? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I always said that if that I had Adam do. Sandler as a student, I'd probably be a bitch too. I did give her a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was awful, to be fair. I was awful. So I probably deserve to get kicked out a bunch. I was like okay. the greatest student that ever existed in the world. I was so, I was so scared of getting in trouble all the time and wanting to do <gasps> right. Because when you go to school, you know, especially if you're disabled. People already think you're dumb, so uh, and like, so I had to be extra, the smartest, the most prepared, the most, and so <laughs> I was so polite and so kind, even if I thought the teacher was ridiculous or like wrong or like not, I didn't like them. I was so nice, <laughs> even if I was like, I hate you. Yeah, <laughs> that was really the only teacher that I was a, a, a real asshole to. Well, that and the teacher that kicked me out for saying Shakespeare is a hack. But we've been through that story. And Shakespeare is a hack. <laughs> Shakespeare was probably not even Shakespeare. I, I, heard, right. I heard a rumor that Shakespeare Shakespeare's plays were written by a bunch of women. And then he took all the credit for them. Wait, really? I mean, that tracks. Yeah. <laughs> I heard through the grapevine that he, I he was married. right all these years. <laughs> He married an older woman, took her money, went to go live in a different city, 
<gasps> okay, so we have to have a different there, podcast about that. <laughs> yeah, wasn't there a whole movie about how he was probably, probably a hack? Didn't it come out like ten years ago? I oh, can't I don't remember know. what it was called, but I remember seeing the preview of like Shakespeare didn't write this, but he he was like asked by yes. a bunch of priests to write it or something. Mm. And the whole premise was that he made it up and is a huge hack and didn't know how to write shit. Yeah, so I think then... he definitely made up some shit, but I I also know. I mean, like, he, he made, made up, up words. A bunch of words. Like, and that's like, that's the one thing whenever, like, I hear boomers complain about the young hip hop artists these days. Oh, whose mastery to, of words is insane. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, point, I point to Shakespeare and be like, he made up half of like the well, modern we now know English, English language. Yeah. 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 So like, we, we can deal, like, that's how language works. We keep making shit up. And changing things. It's fine. And how about we don't be classist because we look at and like also racist because we look at Shakespeare. He was yes. a white dude, and right? So, and so that was okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. welcome back to the Shakespeare was a hack podcast. We're here with Andrew, Kate, Amy, and Melissa. And I think at some point we were talking about bees and honey. Yes, I'm sure Shakespeare wrote about honey. That's probably. Point. Probably oh, summer night definitely has honey in it. Yeah, hundred sure. percent. Yeah, yeah, it's ancient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tatiana, she was flitting around all over the place. It's <laughs> definitely a thing. So, honey, honey, <laughs> honey has been used. Sugar, sugar. Yeah, honey. honey. Okay, right. No, I'm okay. Stop. <laughs> really going off the rails here, and I'm the one that's drunk. I don't know what y'all's excuse is. Watermelon sugar. <laughs> watermelon sugar it's such a good song okay anyways honey honey has been used as currency (laughs) it's been used as sweetener it's been eaten on its own it's used for religious and sacred purposes and it's used for medicinal purposes as currency i would like i just picture to roll up to a store and be like okay so i'm gonna give you five vats of honey for those pair of pants thank you like reach into your pocket and just your hand comes out and it's just full of loose honey it's just wet it's just like sticky it's not a container there you go just... sir that's, again that's i'm brought their... back to thinking of winnie the pooh again when he yeah. was like oh my hand's full of honey that's the version of when you work in retail and someone pays you with cash and all the bills are wet okay yes it's yes. the worst and you're just like oh thanks just put it down it's yeah okay. It's all right. <laughs> okay. okay we're gonna Cur- we're gonna currency. start i'm gonna give you guys like a rundown of like how honey has been used or mentioned in a lot of different cultures okay so to give us like a good historical context some of the cultures i'm going to be talking about are like geographic graphical like they're like a specific place in time and some of the cultures are like religious cultures so <laughs> i fucking love this picture hello hello what a cute little thing wow. oh right right yeah. cutie pie. she is ready for the pageant circuit <laughs> yes yes um so first before we get to this picture okay we're gonna uh in ancient egypt Honey was like incredibly important and sacred. Pharaohs were found buried with honeycombs. And the honey in the honeycombs apparently was still edible when the pharaohs were. So sidebar, that's a question that I have. Is it true that honey is the only actual food product that does not ever, uh, that will stay good forever? Yeah. Because that's 
as I mean, far it as crystallizes. I, yeah, it crystallizes. But you can like it's reheat like, it, and it's fine. Right. Right. Yeah, it's one of those things that it's like, like as far as we know, yes. Like I'm sure that there is some end date, some at some point. Maybe if like there's it, a nuclear holocaust. Yeah, like it's, it's got to fossilize at some point, right? Like, uh, like sap does. Like there's actually in my research as we were talking about honey as currency too there's like i came across like a crazy redditor um who was like honey will be the currency of the future and he was like theorizing that people would like have to dig up fossilized honey and it would be mined like how we mine gold today did he Ooh. also think that woman in that picture that from 1902 <laughs> was a time traveler does he also believe that that was true? oh is, is that the phone lady yeah. Yes. 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 I love that. That's oh, so good. It is stolen good. an iPhone. I love, I love those things. But yeah, I don't like, know. No, it's called Photoshop. He just, he just was photoshopped right there. Well, the original I mean, picture isn't she like hold? She's holding like a purse or something. It's like a handbag. Yeah. Anyways, or, yeah, people are be, dumb. Yeah, they use honey <laughs> for money. money. I mean, yeah. ooh, honey I mean, money. I don't know. Maybe in twenty years we'll have Glenn Beck's like head in a jar telling people to invest in honey stock. Gross. Gross. I mean, I mean, I watch. I'm a nerd. I watch Star Trek, and they don't use money on that show. And like, they no, use they money are right. post-money civilization. Yeah. And, like, yeah. I'm okay so, with if we just got past money and we bartered everything. That's and, like, the future money, the communists great, want, great. Andrew. Come on. I mean, the American dollar is backed by nothing but the the faith. Of the American people, yeah, no, Why not it's fake. By honey, right? Forgive me, yeah. me, being a Canadian here. I must. I have to. I'm sorry. <laughs> Be, well, I'm actually both. I was born in the states, but I'm Canadian. So, okay. being a Canadian, <laughs> the, the American people right now, right now, particularly in this time in history, infuriate me to no end. Mm -hmm. Because us too, bud. <laughs> <laughs> because yes, you're doing much better than we are in terms of vaccinations. But you're still ridiculous when it comes to going in the store and not wearing a mask. <laughs> also, well, the we, CDC's we really have... fucked that for us. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah, thanks, CDC. Cool. But yeah. also, like, we didn't have to be where we are. Like, it didn't have to get to the point where 200 million people needed to be vaccinated within three months. But anyway, that's a different. That's yeah, a different, that's a whole we can't. I don't have yeah. the strength yet. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> Melissa was already like. Fuck the internet this yeah. weekend. Yeah. <laughs> poor Amy. Fuck. Poor Amy's like, I'm trying to tell you guys, but honey, can you just. Can oh, just... this is every, this is <laughs> every episode. Normal. This is yeah. normal. That's yeah. why I'm drinking. No, it's too. a little worse than normal, <laughs> to be fair. Um, one of the first cultures that used honey as a currency was uh, German, Germany during uh, feudal times. So uh, German peasants would pay their feudal lords with honey and beeswax and honeycomb. Because uh, it was that valuable. Because fucking food in feudal times in Germany tasted like shit, and honey was Any a delicious way to change that. Yeah, anything's Does better with honey. On good? It. Does it taste good now? I haven't Ger been to Germany, so German I can't, food. I can't Not a big fan. What people like brats, right? I mean, I've had shit. I've had spetzel before, which is like the spetzel. I like spetzel, but that's the yeah. only and and you know okay maybe a what nice German schnitzel? sausage. Schnitzel's yeah. good too. Schnitzel's good, but, but not the like out of the box schnitzel. You have to like it needs someone's gonna make yeah. it for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Besides that, that's the extent of my German food knowledge. Yeah, you Amy, need your... when we when we learn German, we'll have to. We'll yeah, have to go in. about 
German food. Yes. Need a, you, yeah. Everyone needs a Groma to make them their uh, Coogan. And then, then, it's, then it's a real thing. I thought you said Groma and I was like, that what sounds... the fuck is a Groma? Yeah, my great grandmother. And then I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's a real thing. Google and I was like, ooh, Jewish food. Oh, Kugel. Mm, yes. Yum. Also good. Yes. All right. <laughs> honey. Honey. Uh, honey. Feudal. Uh, feudal. I almost said feudal Japan. Feudal <laughs> Germany, Germany. They used and, it to pay. Yep. Pay their, their landlords. Ancient mm-hmm. Roman Empire to use honey as currency. Uh, Roman citizens would use honey to pay their taxes. Nice. Yeah. Um, it was like such a big deal that a bunch of different Roman authors, who I'm not gonna try and pronounce their last their names, uh mentioned For the it. best. Yep, <laughs> all of their works. And a famous Roman surgeon too. Uh I'm gonna attempt his name because his is the most difficult one, and I'm a glutton for punishment. P- P- oh Jesus. Uh P- Pedanius? Pedanius mm-hmm. Dioscorides. Okay, that, that sounds, sounds right that to sounds me. Good. Yep, <laughs> yep, that's yep. Let's go for it. We'll go with that. He he uh, wrote in his books that honey could be used as a treatment for stomach disease, wounds with sorry, wounds with pus, hemorrhoids, and coughing. Can we so just all, picture all the orifices putting putting honey in their hemorrhoids? I just feel mm. like that's just not a. <laughs> Uh, not great. No, that's gonna just gonna gum everything up back there. Yeah, you don't need also, more. I feel like putting something with such high fructose on a wound, like an open wound, you're with, feeding like, the bacteria. You're feeding the bacteria. That's not. <laughs> you're inviting. Not, yeah, I don't recommend that. No, uh, I would not listen to Padanius or whatever the fuck. His name <laughs> I think is. you're right. It's Padanius. Padanius. <laughs> I think. I think you're right. Yes. Yes. Whatever. He was an idiot anyways. He was putting fucking honey up people's assholes. Whatever. <laughs> Get out of here. Not that kind of I mean, if you're like into that, that's cool. But in terms of health benefits, maybe not so great. Yeah. As a sex positive person, I can say if you're into that, it is yeah. cool. Yeah. However, yeah. No, I mean. Very, it's, don't it has the clean. health benefit of those like fucking gemstone kegel egg things. <laughs> the jade egg. Them. Yeah, the jade eggs that she tries to sell. I'd put them no. on the same level. Put so. them up your puss. Get it done. <laughs> Get all um, that bad juju out of there. Oh boy! What Sometimes if you never? You just gotta do it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only saying. All right. Yeah. Okay. So ancient Greece, Aristotle believed that eating honey would prolong life. And Hippocrates, 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 Hippocrates. 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 Hi- oh my god. <laughs> I knew that one too. On. We all I did. I will refer to him as Hippocrates. <laughs> I'm trying. Hippocrates wrote, I eat honey and use it in the treatment of many diseases because honey offers good food and good health. So, like, it's medicinal purposes and its value in relation to its medicinal purposes and also like to flavor stuff dates back to like ancient, ancient civilizations. The first civilization actually start keeping bees for agricultural purposes were the Chinese. Um, and then in uh, Islam, honey is mentioned in the Quran like a ton of times. Um, the prophet Muhammad talks to the followers about honey like a shit ton of times. Um, he also says that like they're the only two things you need in life is the Quran and honey. Like it's like that. It's like that level wow. of wow. importance. They call bullshit on that. 
<laughs> Maybe in like Hinduism, water. It's part of a really significant spiritual dish, which I am going to butch the name of. Get um, it. Let's do it. <laughs> Panchamrit? Panchamrit. Okay. Panchamrit? Yeah, that's 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 what I'm going to say. It loosely translates to nectar of the gods. Um, so it's part of a lot of different religious practices within Hinduism. Um, but essentially, according to Hindu mythology, the gods gained immortality by drinking this specific beverage. And it includes five ingredients um, or the five nectars. Um, there's ghee, milk, sugar, buttermilk, and honey. In the picture that I showed you. Yes, it's of a, a of a baby Hindu god. Consuming- yeah, it's Krishna, right? Yeah. This, yeah. consuming the nectar of the gods um and when a child would be born within hinduism a few drops of honey would be placed in the baby's mouth too to kind of like recreate this component of their wouldn't mythology. that give the baby botulism and then the baby might die isn't that like super bad <clears throat> it's the baby dying super bad <laughs> the baby dying would be super no. bad no. can you get but botulism like- from so like that's a that's like that's a really good question. I remember when I was pregnant, like that was a like that was a huge concern because like even if you have honey that's pasteurized, right? A right. lot of honey in the United States is if you're not buying it directly from a farm or a beekeeper, um, it doesn't kill all the like potential bacteria that's in it because mm. it's it's like impossible to like fully pasteurize honey. Um, but I couldn't find any like I mean, so many babies died back then. That I'm sure Just that the cause baby. is like, no one was ever like, hmm, maybe it's the it honey. The honey. They yeah. were just like, oh, doing baby died. Fucked up shit to babies <laughs> back then. Uh, like, we didn't know anything about babies. We no, didn't. we didn't know anything about anything. We didn't know Except how to make a baby look fucking snatch. <laughs> <laughs> All the jewelry, the pursed lips. It's a beautiful baby. She's blue. Um, uh, <laughs> In Buddhism, she looks like Drew Barrymore. <gasps> yes, yes, she does. Little, little baby Drew, yes. Drew Barrymore. <laughs> yes, but definitely. Just so we're clear, if you're listening and you're not a baby haver or a parent or anybody, or anyone that knows anything about babies, your child should not be blue. Um, right, just, right. Just, no, I mean, and these brows, the these, these brows are drawn in. She's yeah. got the winged eyeliner on. I mean, she is ready for whatever. Yeah. <laughs> this is a god. Came- We're talking about a god right now. I mean, as somebody who came out of the womb blue, I, I came out of the womb blue. You shouldn't ever be blue. I did too, actually. Yeah. I had the umbilical cord wrapped around my neck. I Fun was stuff three, having babies. Three months early. Oh three god. months early. I was He's like, an I'm overachiever. coming out. People, yeah. hey, I'm ready. I'm, ready. I'm coming to say ready. hi. Yeah. <gasps> Anyways, this wow. baby's very cute. The picture will be on the blog, and we'll probably post it on Instagram as well for y'all to look yeah. at the snatched baby. Yeah, that's what. Like, there was a lot. There was so much history, and that's why I'm just kind of like skipping through, skipping through time right now with you all. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so there's this adorable baby right in Hinduism. If we move on to Buddhism, um, there's a lot of significance with honey and Buddhism too. So like when Buddha finally makes peace among all of his disciples, there's like a specific day and holiday that honors that moment. Um, And they celebrate it with honey. Um, Honey is like 
hugely important in Buddha's life. Um, there's a story of uh, Buddha being young and um, being kind of like lost in the wilderness and a monkey gives him honey to nourish him. And um, never, never take honey from a monkey. My mom always told me that Buddha consumes that the a, monkey. And the, the more, you know, star thing going on. Yeah. Do, do, do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> LeVar Burton told me. Never take mon honey from a monkey. It actually it works out better for Buddha than the monkey because oh, no. accepts the gift and the monkey is so overcome with joy that he dies. What? Oh. Okay. That's that's as bullshit as freaking Amadala dying from a broken heart. Get the fuck out of here with that. That's poor writing. <laughs> Oh, so if so, we're gonna go, if we're gonna go to the first trilogy, we just need to say that it's all poor writing. It was never. Oh no, very it good. is no. You're one hundred percent. The only what reason almost I like adult this, would find a fourteen year old attractive. I hate sand. Yeah. <laughs> Are you an angel? <laughs> okay, we can't. Okay, no, can't. that's a different podcast. <laughs> Buddha killed the monkey. The monkey, the monkey, the monkey orgasmed so hard that he died. <laughs> yep. And now, and now the the monkey is remembered by being called uh, Madhu Purnima, which means honey full moon, and celebrated oh. in India and Bangladesh today. So wait, they celebrate the monkey? They cel They remember the monkey. They remember the they, monkey. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, honey is often given as a gift or peace offering. Uh, there's another story too of Buddha with, where a young woman offered him a bowl of milk, rice, and honey, and it gave him enough strength to overcome his final struggle. Um, and Buddha's first meal after enlightenment was barley gruel with honey balls, which like half of that sounds horrible. Barley gruel sounds nasty. Honey balls, yes, <laughs> in every meaning. <laughs> I'm leaving it alone here or it. Yeah, I don't think I want. I don't as as a ball having person and as a person that puts balls in their mouth. I don't think I want either of those things. I don't either in either of those places because then your partner has to get the honey out of their pubic hair, which probably doesn't feel mm. super nice. Yeah. For them or for you, frankly. So it's just unless you want to just, just, you know, be really you want to conserve the natural resource and then do like a honey wax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I don't want that for anyone. <laughs> I'm just I'm just coming at you with, with solutions. So one of the, I mean, the <laughs> We've I, already discussed. Look, don't put don't put honey up your butt. Don't. I mean, I, I, again, unless you're into it, but make sure you clean really well. And then also, well, honey on balls you know, probably not as great. Yeah, because I, I, I mean, I mean, I, like, does anybody need that? Because then, how do you? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You, look, there is something for everything and everybody. So I'm sure yeah. it's a thing somewhere. I'm sure we could look up on the internet right now and it would be just, a thing. Just know I'm not the going to. I won't go to my Google and look it up right now. You let, you let me know what you find. <laughs> keep keep oh, doing boy. it. I'm going to type it in my honey, honey, honey honeyballs.gov.org.com. .tv. <laughs> Is it the same as people that like put peanut butter? Oh, that's. What? Yeah, he, no. I found a thing on Reddit that says by dipping your testicles in honey, you can attract as many women as you want. <laughs> what? No, don't you, do that. 
That's not the problem. It's magic. <laughs> if you're not attracting women, that's not going to be the cure-all. Yeah, I don't know that that's like, what do you do? Work. You're like, not endorse medicinal purposes of honey. And like, just so we're clear, honey balls on Urban Dictionary is exactly what we just said it was. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but apparently Buddha really enjoyed them. I really hope Buddhists don't get mad at me. I'm I was sorry. just going to say, I feel like... <laughs> There's so there in my research because I was like, oh my gosh, there's so many stories about Buddha and honey. So like I just Googled like Buddha honey and then <laughs> to find more. <laughs> it's my uh, mm-hmm. research skills, everybody. Um, and I found something, and I have a picture of this in the drive. I found something called honey Buddha chips. Oh yeah, it, that's these. Hold on, I pull up. I oh, pull up. So I thought confused. it was like honey butter, but spelt with D's. So and I was very confused. Oh yeah, honey Buddha chip. All right, I share. Yeah. So the, it is, it is honey butter chips, but they were called and marketed as honey Buddha chips for a really long time because it was like one of those like translation from lang- one language into another language into another language things. Like they are manufactured in Japan, but they really took off in Korea and then they wanted to include English on the packaging. So it should say honey butter chips and they were on the market for like three years as honey Buddha chips. So I thought that they were like, I, Amy, was like, I can tell it? that you find this really funny because <laughs> you're struggling to get through it. I am because I was confused. I thought there was like cultural significance to this snack food. And I, I spent mean, like well, fucking kind, 30 minutes. And it was like, no, is. it's just supposed to mean butter. Oh, it's, it's just, just a mistake, even though Buddha is mistake. obviously obsessed with, with honey. Yes. Yes. But these are just, pati- the, and then I found a recipe on reddit to how to make these yourself because apparently they like took off so much that people were paying 300 dollars a fucking bag for these what wow continued so it's just potato chips so sola sola from bon appetit who used to work for bon appetit um one of the people i I don't know if it was food 52 or new york times or whatever but they do this thing where she's given a specific ingredient and she has to base like a whole meal off of that ingredient And she got potatoes. I and watched she, that. Yeah, and she made yeah, a dessert. I just and she's that like, it was so good. Yeah, there's this place we go to, and they have these honeyed, these fresh made potato chips with honey that they serve on ice cream. Oh, and I was God. like, what? "Fucking want that in my mouth right now?" Right now. Yeah, <laughs> I could, yeah. I could sit and watch Zola. Like, I could watch her do oh, anything, anything for yes, like. Why doesn't she? I realize that the New York Times is like they scooped her up, but also, why do you have your own channel? You're so talented and hilarious and weird and awkward. I mean, like, I maybe was, they're, like, I mean, she must be making a lot of money um, between like Food 52 and New York Times and doing all those different things because her and her husband just moved into like a new place and stuff. Yeah. That new I kitchen. Mean, is maybe she sued BA for like a good chunk of money. Let's <laughs> hope, maybe. <laughs> doubt that, but we can hope. Uh, but anyways, I was like, that sounds amazing. Those but looked yeah. amazing. Those yeah. looked incredible when she made them. I, I was just like, uh, yes. Like, yeah. I've Please. never heard of that combination before. And that's something that I feel like happens to us, like, every other episode where I'm just like, I never thought of combining those things. Well, because America is <laughs> devoid of culture. Yes. <laughs> so we miss out on a lot of things. It's true. Your country believed that Donald Trump was the right person to lead you. Hey, for four whoa. Years. Low blow. Hey, hey, low hey, blow. Hey. No one on this podcast. Uh, no, no, even, no. Even I'm just saying your country as a whole. Not all. That he was, <laughs> <laughs> hashtag not all Americans. 
it was 25% of us. Hmm. They're just they're that's just it's really... that's gross. The 25% it is, of, it is gross. of a country it's can, so decide, gross. Yes. can decide that a, that a horrible, bigoted, misogynistic, like rapist of a person, can all then the words, be the leader. all the yeah, things. Like, yes, yes. I mean, yeah, trust me. Um, there's no love. There's no no love lost here for that man. Yes. I mean, we, we are much we are much better off with who you have now, uh, even though he has his mm -hmm. own host mm -hmm. of problems, as we're slowly learning. Um, but now I, I, I told you so. We're gonna move on. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay. So I have <sighs> I have two more like culturally significant things to to tie honey to do it so do it in judaism it's used to mark rosh hashanah which is the jewish new year and um rosh hashanah dishes that include honey can be honey on apples honey on challah or how do you say challah challah okay honey no, on cookies as, a, as a as a as a jew i can say it's challah i always feel like, i so I always feel wrong when I say it the correct way because I feel like I'm appropriating something <laughs> because I don't say anything with that inflection. So when I say, I mean, I think... like I say holla because I'm like, like I feel weird putting a, a accent. But if, I mean, if you're saying that is specifically how you're supposed to say it. I mean, I well, that's how I, that's how I always had to say it. If you listen to my voice, like I am, I am definitely Jewish. You can hear it in my, I have, I think that there's a Jewish accent and I think there's a tone to how Jewish people speak, and I definitely have it. Like, there's a lyricism and a musicality yes. to how they say stuff. Like, everything is kind of a question all the time. Mm -hmm. Is that a Jewish thing or a Canadian thing? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's. A, I'm pretty sure it's a Jewish thing. Oh, okay. Canadians, Canadians okay. just apologize for everything. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. we just say sorry all the time for everything. Yeah, <laughs> that's why they need that law that say sorry isn't an admission of guilt. Oh so. My gosh. Andrew, I didn't know you were Jewish. Do you want to talk a little bit? Do you like? Do you have any specific dishes or like memories of like honey dishes for Rosh Hashanah? Uh, not Rosh Hashanah, but for Hanukkah, we used to do like I'm. We're not. I'm not Jewish in the religious sense. So I don't know any of that. Ah, sense. I'm, Jew sense. I'm Jewish in like a cultural like oh Jewish food. I'm there. But I remember my grandmother used to make potato lekkas and mm. lekkas and honey were. Mm. I mean. Like us, honey and applesauce were the greatest thing you could ever. And oh. if a if a real life Jewish person makes them for you, they're just ten times better because yes. they know what to do. I doubt that. Not I'm sure that is yeah. absolutely true. <laughs> Did you say I doubt that? Not yeah. Okay, because you said I doubt. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? And then he went, oh, not. No. I doubt that not. Like, I am sure that is accurate. Like, it is. Yeah, it was like, are you? Are you? Odd phrasing. <laughs> She was trying to be Shakespeare. It's fine. It's fun. Yeah. We were talking about Star yeah, she, Wars before. She was, I, got yeah, I was gonna say going she on. was Yoda Yoda yeah. Yoda in yep. it. Yep. I so, doubt that not. Okay, sorry. From the research I found, honey has like a significant metaphorical and religious meaning for Rosh Hashanah. And it's supposed to help like beckon in a good and sweet new year. So it's I'm just thinking put honey on all these foods and it would be delicious. Yeah, so there is I don't like, even like honey that much, but like I feel like any of these and then roast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's like some sometimes that happens and sometimes it, it's just like things are served separately, but sometimes you make like I guess like a big dish with multiple mm -hmm. things in it from all of these different categories that have significant meaning. So, and then 
in Christianity too, honey is mentioned in the book of Exodus, Judges, Matthew, and Proverbs. Um, so like honeys and bees are used as metaphors throughout. Um, honey's used as an offering to uh, God. And then also the Bible mentions the promised land as a land of milk and honey. So it's, it has this like hugely significant cultural metaphorical meaning mostly built off of its actual like bene medicinal benefits but then also to like the use like in food stuff to flavor things to sweeten things mm -hmm. so um honey's also been used as cement in furniture polish and is currently used as an ingredient oh, in cement and furniture really polish. yes huh. um so and then honey is really important too in part because it's like a sign of like other agricultural developments so like if there were like significant bee colonies that were producing a lot of honey that that meant that there were usually a lot of agricultural crops that could be consumed by humans so it's kind of like a marker of like a certain level of civilization um and then they're necessary pollinators obviously bees are necessary pollinators to secure our food in the united states honeybees make up an 18 billion dollar a year industry there's literally companies that will transport huge 18 wheeler trucks of honeybees all around the country to help pollinate um, our produce crops to get them to grow more um and there was i was listening to a podcast um the npr put out and they interviewed a guy that they called dr bugs because he studies bugs but his real name <laughs> is Sammy Ramsey. Which oh, is... I love I love Doctor Bugs though. That's yeah, that's yeah. Almost, yeah. Almost I do like that. Guy. <laughs> but he he said that they're like honeybees are dramatically important to the environment and to the world. Um, but we could survive. Like there's this like this kind of like you might rem remember like years ago there was like. Um, like colony collapse disorder was like in the news everywhere and people were like if bee the bees die like humans will die and he says it's not actually like that that we would still like be able to grow enough food to live but we'd have a way less varied diet way less diverse diet we wouldn't be able to access a lot of the crops that we love um you know like a lot of tropical crops and fruits and things like that would be way more expensive and a much shorter supply um, but right now, honeybees, we lose an average of 30% of the honeybee population year over year. I, I need to get on a soapbox real quick. Do you say anything <laughs> about almond milk? I was just going to yes. say that. You do? Should I not talk about almond milk? No. And how terrible about, it is? Okay. No, talk about it. Because I didn't know it. I love it though, it but it's horrible. I, yeah. It's, so it uses more water than uh, most crops and definitely more than any crops that you would get milk from. So including like soy or um, oats. oat. Oat is kind of like the new hotness right now because it's yeah. the least, you know, footprint. But also um, the pesticides and stuff that are used in farming almonds have caused um, billions of bees to die. Um, oh no. It's a real well, big I guess problem. I'm switching milk products again. Yeah, I had to do <laughs> the same thing. I used to use almond milk for everything because I was trying to get away from consuming so much soy. Um, so we kind of switched to almond and then it was like, almond's bad. And I was like, fuck. And now I'm on oat milk. So I'm just waiting another couple of right. months until right. the news comes out that oats are terrible yeah. and I have to change half my diet. And I think the thing about any of, any of it is almond milk was okay when it was 1% of what was being consumed. And then all mm. of a sudden, 
explodes and these you know almond farmers have to find ways to make their crops produce more in a shorter amount of time you know and that's where the the environmental and bee issues i think kind of come in so it's on yeah it's really yeah and that's i mean that's the problem for all of our agriculture right is like mono agriculture where you're just farming the same thing over and over and over again it drains all the nutrients from the soil it's really bad for bees and other pollinators it's and it's um leading to like deforestation a whole bunch of other issues too and there's it's one of um one of three main issues that is leading to all of the bee deaths. So luckily colony collapse disorder has mostly slowed down to almost stopping. Like we don't see what we saw like five, 10 years ago where like all of a sudden a whole colony would be wiped out. Um, But we are still seeing like a significant amount of loss for bees. Um, And that's due to parasites, pesticides, and poor nutrition. So parasites, there's like this really fucked up, like crazy parasite that is, called varora destructor which sounds like like what my five-year-old would name now that's the Something next no, that's, uh, that's the next villain in a thor movie yeah i was gonna yeah, say in a, yeah. trans- <laughs> in a transformers movie, in a transformers yeah. movie. I, I i'm just seeing your description of what it is here <laughs> it, you want me to read it i want and i've seen this in a documentary so i knew about it but it's, it's disgusting disturbing yeah. It wedged, wedges itself into the exoskeleton plates. So like the the exterior of the bee, like how it's like it's not flesh like us, it's plates. So yeah. it like separates the plates, it wiggles its way in there, and then it releases a secretion that turns the bee's <laughs> insides into a slurry and eats it from the inside out. Kate, oh. Kate is horrified. <laughs> That that will forever uh, take up space in my brain. That and the parasite in ants that yeah. like grows out of their head and makes yeah, them the into zombies. Zombie parasite, zombie yeah, ant. and they're yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. The, that and this are just forever in my brain as things that I've seen in nature yep. documentaries. <gasps> Thanks, learning. It's disturbing. Yeah. So that's one of three things. The second one is pesticides, right? Which we were talking about earlier. So there's pesticides, herbicides, miticides, insecticides, etc. Um, bees bring all that stuff back to the colony, reduces the overall health, and it actually makes them more prone to things like parasites. Um, it like just like it may not kill them instantly, but it it makes the whole colony as a whole unhealthy. And we have no idea. We have no data what these actually do to bees because we only started studying it when uh, bee colony collapse disorder was was being like noticed. And that's only like a decade ago. Yeah. Um, so we don't have enough data, and there's like new pesticides and insecticides coming out in the market every couple of years. So we literally yeah. have no idea what any of these things do to our environment or to the bees. Well, again, talking about how terrible the United States is, we basically gutted all the ages that check up on that stuff and fund research into those areas. So we kind of got completely stalled for well, if we don't know there's over a four years. Then there's no problem. <laughs> right. Right. If we just act like it's there. fine, it'll go away, just like the pandemic. If that yeah. giant corporation gives us enough money to not look at what the problem is, then we're we, not going to look at what the problem is. We haven't been stuck in our homes for a year and a half. It's fine. It's, it's fine. all fine. The bees are fine. We're fine. Everything's great. Everything's we're com- we're moving fine. to Canada, Andrew, as soon as you guys open up. Spray I mean, round up on that's everything. Coming, that's coming sooner than later. And I <laughs> I have friends that I was supposed to have like sexy time with just before the pandemic hit to live in mm. the States. 
And we had to be like, we both had to be like, yeah, it's not happening because it's not safe. And so I read the other day that. that, Yeah, that's a really long period of foreplay. That's Yeah, it's we've been been talking about this, about meeting each other for like, because we know each other. We've like FaceTimed and we've like, you know, Mm -hmm. Zoomed and whatever. But it's been literally two and a half years of, yeah, we're going to do this thing to each other. And it's just before we got to. The pandemic happened. <laughs> At least I'm hoping the anticipation is is building Worth up it. to something yeah. really special. And tis- I mean, we could just watch we could just watch that movie for ever and ever. My mom and I went to go see that play two years ago in, in Stratford, Ontario, because they did they did a stage play and mm-hmm. we so good. danced around like idiots yes. for two hours. Yeah. and I went to a showing, but that was yep. It was they were playing the movie and then they had live actors eight million like, years yeah. ago acting out some stuff. That was, was like fun. a lifetime ago. Pack yeah. that rice and that toilet paper in your bag when you go. And that yeah. toast. And that toast. Yeah. Get back your honey. Get ready for some stuff. <laughs> Don't throw honey. But anyways, America's trash. We're killing the bees. All yeah. right. Yep. What and else then, we got? The, the the last thing that's killing the bees is the poor nutrition so that comes from those monocrops, right? Mm. Um, and essentially, like I said, the bees drink the nectar. They bring it back to the colony. They turn it into honey. Pollen is used to help baby bees. You need both, and they need to have a diverse diet. So that means that they need to like get pollen and nectar from a lot of different kinds of plants. And the way that we do agriculture in this country no <laughs> longer does that. No. So. Right. Like it's like like acres and acres and acres of one crop. Yeah, um, which is what? not good for them. So like when we talked about potatoes in our potato episode, and we talked about potatoes. how Billy Bob Thornton ended up in the emergency room because he ate only potatoes for three months while he was a struggling actor and he didn't have a diverse enough diet. We're turning bees and millions of Irish people died. That, I didn't know that potatoes could turn you into. Wow, I didn't into know that Billy you could Bob get... Thornton. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> and it's a lot of potatoes. potatoes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah no, it can the... kill you. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I guess well, I get you know, that makes you think of the old adage, you know, don't have too much of that because it will kill you. Maybe yep. that's right. Yeah. Maybe that's just true. You, you need yeah. diversity. Yeah, we need diversity in every part of life, mm-hmm. including our diet. <laughs> so... <laughs> um so yeah so there's you know there's some some scary shit happening we can change it but if we don't take care of the bees and we won't have any more honey we won't be able to sweeten our stuff and it's it has like a long important cultural significant history in like virtually every culture in the history of mankind it's neat in the history of history it's a real thing this is the first thing, and I think because like most of the stuff that we've talked about with like food, where there's like been like a significant historical context to it, it's like a crop, right? So it's like it only thrives in one kind of climate or biome, but like there are honeybees literally in every part of the fucking world. Like, it's this is the first thing. As I was doing the research, I was like, oh my god, there's too much stuff because it's they're everywhere. They're, they're everywhere. like they're like magic. They really are like little magicians yeah, yeah. <laughs> little magicians they's a little top hat yeah little cape. yeah yeah little yeah, little, yeah. I, can, mm-hmm. I can get behind that they're just incredibly yeah. vicious too but that's i mean yeah yeah, that part. Part. yeah yeah they are they are to their own if they find an imposter queen in their colony they will encircle her in a ball and eat her to death 
Well, she's be there. There's only room <laughs> for one. They got in this hive. <laughs> we don't need another one. <laughs> but yeah, go I, make your own hive. Have you uh. guys? Have you guys ever eaten like honey, like from? Oh, I was like, like another bitch. What are we? <laughs> <laughs> no. In what way are we talking? <laughs> I mean, like from the honeycomb. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh no, I was, because I don't I like honey that much. Yeah, I was so watching I a, a home renovation show, and they found—I think it was like hometown. It was like one of the folksy ones. It's like hometown or something. But they found like a honey a bee colony in the walls of the house. Yeah, and they called in a bee expert and stuff to like relocate it safely. But then the guy, the like the the guy who was renovating, just took out the honeycomb. And like ate it, and it was in like a two hundred year old house, like behind like plaster. No, walls. no. Oh, I mean, how silly you have to be to know that's not good for you. That's that's but, asbestos, but honey. Somebody, yeah. I mean, when I was talking about the bee, the honeycomb being buried with the pharaohs, it was still like whoever discovered it, right? Fucking it tried still. it because it was like it was the honey was fine people, like. <laughs> I mean, those are the same fucking archaeologists though that like also took pieces of the mummy and ground them up because they thought it would imbue them with like magical powers or some shit. So people are dumb; they'll eat anything. That's how we discovered cheese. Like that's true. No, that's true. Everything, everything. Some some freaking durian fruit. You break that open, it smells like actual death. And someone went, "I'm gonna push through it and I'm gonna eat it." (laughs) Why? Yeah. It looks like a yeast infection and smells like death. And you put it in your mouth. Kate's like, I would have died. I would have starved yeah. to death because I wouldn't have tried anything. Yeah. I'd have been like, give me that clampy, clampy lobster. Fine. But no on the death. Okay. Room. Yeah. You'd look at a lobster and you'd be like, yeah, I want to eat that. You've got a cat back there causing trouble, Kate. Looks I know, like they've it. been they've been rambunctious. I don't She's know in the window. Yeah. But all right. Yeah, so that's all I that's all I had tonight. Uh yeah. Kate, do you do you have a recipe for us tonight? We do So I do have a recipe. Um so if anybody uh is not aware of what we do, um every episode I have this box that is from betty crocker it is betty crocker's box and it is um it's her it, his her yellow dusty box her <laughs> 1970s from the 70s hey it still works don't knock it on does. the box oh it no does. it works it great it is the gift that keeps on giving. It truly, truly is. So um, I was looking through today and in the dessert spectaculars section um, of Betty's box, there is this recipe for what is called a honey almond tartlet. Sounds Ooh. delicious. So mm. it sounds delicious. But the reason I picked this is because this bitch is a liar. Okay. <laughs> I've watched enough british bake-off to know that making puff pastry is not this many things it's not one and a half lines of text that's we can't see it but that's fine okay so (laughs) she wants me to make puff pastry and she's telling me all i need to do is cut the butter into the flour thoroughly with a pastry blender and then with a fork i'm adding sour cream um and then I'm dividing the dough in half, Listen, wrapping each in an aluminum foil, 
and refrigerating. And that's it. That is that, not puff pastry. If that's anything, how I'm making. Oh, Betty. If anything, <laughs> that, I mean, you could make an argument mm -hmm. for a rough puff, although I've never heard of a rough puff that had fucking sour cream in it. <clears throat> right. What I right. would give for a rough puff, if that's a sexual, if that's a sexual position, if that's a sexual <laughs> act, like what I would give as a, as a queer male identified person who sleeps with people with penises, if somebody put their beard on my genitals and called it a rough puff, I'm I'm well then what's percent there for that? I think what's we've invented puff, something then? new. What's the full puff? Just a that's really a rough hard, puff. What's a full puff? Just a really hard, hard just a really hard blowjob <laughs> with teeth. Yeah. Oh, the whole. There you go. <laughs> no, because listen. All right. So we've invented no, this. <laughs> sometimes teeth that feel good on the shaft of a penis. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I, I wouldn't. I mean, I would think with rough with teeth would be rough puff. Mm. But I mean, yeah. I, mean, I, I could be backwards. <laughs> Teeth would definitely be a rough puff. But in any case, <laughs> Crocker is full of shit. So yeah, that so, is not no, a puff pastry. Okay. To be to be fair, it doesn't actually say anywhere that we're gonna make puff pastry, but that oh. is absolutely what this is. It is it does look yeah. like puff yeah. pastry. Yeah. So, where I mean, I don't know where you're getting the layers from with no folding. Even rough puff, you have to fold the pastry. No, we're just cutting the butter into the flour and That's then just pie dough. Yeah, like <laughs> I have every no time idea. I hear sour word, cream in it. Every time I hear when, when someone, ever someone says fold it in, from now on, I hear Moira Rose. You from, just fold it in. Just, yeah, you, you just fold. Keep, keep I don't know it what in. to tell you, David. I don't know how to fold broken cheese like that. Just fold. Just fold it in. <laughs> I can't yeah. do everything for you, you, David. Everything, David. If you're a ref, can you show me one thing? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I gotta rewatch yes. that. <laughs> makes me happy okay but okay so continue with this bullshit recipe yeah so we're like um we're rolling the pastry out after we've re refrigerated it for eight hours we're rolling it out we're cutting it into circles um and then we're cutting a circle out of the middle so i think it kind of looks like a donut i also don't know why it has this cute scalloped edge but yeah i was gonna I'm say in the picture it looks like little flowers yeah it's so like little I'm, flowers I'm with puff pastry yeah, maybe they had a scalloped cutter or something. Mm. Um, so there's also this sugar glaze that you're making while the while the puff we've is got eight hours so baking. Well, right. <laughs> so um, the sugar is <clears throat> just water and sugar, apparently. Oh, so it's a simple syrup. <laughs> it's a simple syrup. Um, okay, cool. And then, but then also you're gonna. You're gonna glaze put that on glaze that on top of uh -huh. the tartlets when they come out. And then you're blending cream cheese, honey, and yep. toasted almonds okay. together. Mm -hmm. And that's what you're filling the middle with. Delicious. And then you're sticking a strawberry on the top. Okay. Tartlet this is looks... my drag name, by the way, just so we're all clear. Tartlet is what I'm <gasps> gonna be. Oh my god. So okay, it's so your yes. drag name's Tartlet, mine's Nestle Roads. I thought we came up one for one with Amy, but I don't remember what it was. I can't remember texture what it was. And we haven't come up with one for Kate texture, yet. But mine's no. Nestle. Texture, texture queen. queen. <laughs> <laughs> I think tartlet is, uh, yeah. That's a good one. Honey tartlet. 
It's perfect. <laughs> I mean, I just thought of, I just thought of, I thought of, because I'm in a wheelchair, tarred in a cart. <laughs> like, that's love super. It. It's, it's so cute, though. <laughs> it's perfect. <sighs> I mean, it sounds delicious. Both tart in like a cart me. and that tartlet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. I oh, love it. So this, most of the recipes that we um, find for the box are not, do not sound terribly delicious. This sounds terribly delicious, but a we, giant we fucking delicious. Yeah, no, we've had more delicious than not, I think. Exactly. I mean, we won't know until we actually make them. True, 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 true. But so, yeah. So yeah, that's what that's what I got. Definitely one to definitely one to try. I love the idea of mixing cream cheese, honey, and toasted almonds together for pretty much anything. Yeah, no, it just sounds delicious. Yeah. Oh, that is yeah. the thing I use honey for. Honey and yogurt. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Yeah. If I, like plain yeah. yogurt, throw some fruit, some granola, and then just like drizzle honey all over it. Yeah. Just kiss delicious. That was yeah. my speaking of tartlet, that was my coming out dish when I came out to my mom and I first came out to her. After we cried and did the whole, like, oh, I think I'm gay thing. Weirdly enough, I've come out 85 times since then. But but my initial coming out when I was 15, she made me honey and yogurt. And we sat and talked about boys I liked. And so whenever I have honey and yogurt, oh. that's what I remember. I love that. Oh, sweet. <laughs> also, I think we should make it like a new ritual that anytime anyone has to come out to anyone, that we have, have a honey. special dish. Oh yeah. Yeah, I love the coming this out dish. <laughs> like yes. I love that. Like a gay day. Yeah. I didn't have yeah. that when I came out to my family as bi and my aunt just asked me why I couldn't just choose one. Oh yeah. no. <laughs> she didn't have a problem with being gay, but she really just wanted me to pick one. Yeah. That's a think, weird take. That is that's, a weird that's a similar take to what my family had to. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you'll never really... be happy because you'll never be able to make a choice. I'm like, that's not what that that's not that's how that works. How any of that works? Nope. Nope. <laughs> how any of this works? Um, what a weird awesome. take. Yeah, yeah. Well, she was old. I think if she hadn't had an extremely gay brother, she it might have been different. Like she, maybe yeah. she would have just been mad about the any sort of gayness. But because she had an extremely gay brother, she was like, "Well, gay's okay." Yes. But what is this in between bullshit? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so what, I have what was happening now. There's so many more variations today than there oh were. Oh my god, yeah. And then she was really disappointed when I said I got engaged to a man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we well no. I was gonna... <laughs> we love we love Greg. We do love him. <laughs> I was gonna say something kind of bitchy, but I do love I mean Greg. we could all say things about each other's husbands, but yes, that is not this podcast. Sure. No, yeah. <laughs> <it is> not. <laughs> um, awesome. Very cool. Um, real quick before we end the show, I do have a little bit of a new thing in here because we finally launched our Patreon. Oh, heck. Yay. Oh, Yay. heck. And I want to do a special shout out to our very first patron <gasps> whose name I'm going to butcher. And we can't pronounce his Twitch name either, even though we've you asked many times how it's pronounced. That's Paul Danabal. <laughs> Piano Bale. What is the case? Hi, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, yeah love thank you, Paul. you. Thank you, Paul. He uh, he pledged at the $5 tier, um, which is one of the Betty Crocker's box things, and I don't remember which one. <laughs> 
I think it's snacks around the clock. I think he, I think he, snacks he pledged around the clock. snacks around the clock. So we appreciate that. Um, thank you so, so much. That was like literally our Patreon launched. And I got the email that was like, Paul has pledged. And I was like, somebody gave us fucking money. <laughs> well, you what? know what? You're about to get another patron right now. Oh, no. shoot. I'm gonna do it because I fuck. I had so much fun on the show today. Oh my god, we loved having you so much. Good, even though we talk over each other all the time. Yeah, we're not. That's the best part. That's the best part. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here, here come. Do you have anything else you want to add, Andrew? Before we wrap up, anything Um, you want to plug? Sure, I'll plug myself. They can. They can. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at, at Andrew Gerza underscore. Um, they, the people can follow my award-nominated podcast, Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on disability stories. Anywhere you get your podcast, they can buy my new book that I curated all about sex and disability at my sex and disability company store. That's handy.co which would be super cool because every time you buy a book, you fund sex toys for disabled people. Um, and you can follow me all the places. That'd be great. Awesome. 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 And we'll obviously make all that stuff available too. So people can just click on little links. Cause I know if I ever have to like, remember like on a podcast, Oh, I want to like check that person out. And then I completely forget. And then I don't. So we'll make sure all that stuff is available for you guys so that you can go and support Andrew uh, in any way you can. Andrew, thank you so much for being on. This is great. We had so much fun. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I, I it loved was, it. So I, 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 have, I, it was just really fun and I would love to come back and do maybe a show on like the history of disability foods and the history of like yes. accessible foods and stuff like that. that yeah. So fun. Yes, for yes, sure. Yes. 100%. And now we've said that, like, that's going to be in the podcast. So now we have to do it. There's no backing yeah. out. You've that's got cool. us. We have to. <laughs> Amazing. Awesome. So uh, what we do now normally, Andrew, is we try and say bye in unison, like a valley girl who's been at a party all night and is leaving and is a little tipsy. Um, and it never works. I'm, yeah, so I'm, I'll... I'm a clear person, so I can definitely – that's in my DNA. I know how to do that without even – bye. Exactly. That's yes. Fun. Okay. So thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll catch you next time. And a bye. 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 <laughs> you fucking harmonized again. <laughs> That's the goal. Thank you for listening to Drunk Dish. For recipes and more, please visit drunkdish.com. If you like what you hear, subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or Apple Music. You can also follow us on Twitter at Drunk Dish Pod and Instagram at Drunk Dish. And again, thanks for listening.